1: everybody, and welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. Tonight, I have with me celebrity dermatologist Dr. Tabitha Meir. Tabitha was a star on Bravo TV's The Singles Project and has been called on as an expert by numerous celebrities and many multimedia outlets. Welcome back to the show, Tabitha Hey, Dr. Zelley, it's so great to be back. (laughs) Good. Before we get started, I want to make sure everyone can keep up with you. So go ahead and give out your Instagram and your Twitter. My Instagram is my first name. It's at Tavisum, and my Twitter is exactly the same. It's T-A-V-A-S-U-M. Okay, so T-A-B-A-S-U-M. And I know we talked about this last time on the show. You and I both have, like, some seriously exquisite first names. My full (laughs) name is Boylina, and yours is Tabasum. And you told me before what it means. What does it mean? It means means smile. Oh, so cool, so cool. And you're a skin doctor. How awesome is that? That is so cool. Okay, so Since last time you were on the show, I know last time I had you on, we talked a lot about what was going on with the singles project. So give me an update. What's going on with your career since the singles project? Wow. Um, There's so much going on. And, um, like, first of all, my business and, like, the whole celebrity dermatologist angle is just grown exponentially, Um, and that's been wonderful. I've kind of been in the circle of friends, of people that are on TV shows. Like, I see my friends on TV all the time. So it's sort of become part of my life, and there are some amazing, amazing projects that I'm working on right now that's going to put me back on the air, back on TV, but I can't say anything about them right now except that we're working on them. Cool, cool. So you've got some pending contracts and stuff like that going on? Yes. Sure, awesome. yes Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so just so my listeners are aware, tell me about your practice. So you're located on Broadway in New York, New York, correct? Yes, I'm in Manhattan. I'm in Soho. I'm right on Broadway um, in Soho. Okay, so tell me about your practice and the kind of services that you provide. I started my practice, this is actually 10 years ago, and I did it because I finished medical school and I was working for a lot of other physicians, mainly male physicians, and they really wanted things done their way, Mm -hmm. and their way was sort of like that patriarchal, I'm the doctor, this is what you have to do kind of way, and I just saw that it wasn't my style, like I really wanted to educate women. I mean, men too, but at the time it was like a lot more women and men coming in and, you know, it's like you go to your drugstore, you go to the department store, like, where are women getting their advice from? They're getting it from magazines and girl at the makeup counter and um, so there's a lot of myths that are propagated and a lot of misinformation, so I open up my practice with like the working woman in mind
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, I I really am a master of cosmetic dermatology procedures and a master of just getting to know your face anatomy and knowing what looks right on you because you shouldn't go in looking like something else and you come out. Right, exactly, Um, right. So keeping that individual's beauty but just accentuating it with different things. So tell me, so everybody wants us to address the Kylie Jenner Challenge, and for everyone listening, we're going to get to that in just a moment, but tell me the different, um, tell me the different kinds of, like, procedures and cosmetic, like, things that you provide. So you do, so what type of services do you provide there? Um, first and foremost, you know, you come in and you get the consultation to kind of get a plan because I tell everybody, you know, you get your car service every year, you don't get your body service, your face service, you know, like you need right. a plan. It's like you have like a diet plan or a nutrition plan, you need one for your skin and So that starts as young as, like, you know, in your 20s because girls in their 20s are living tougher lives and they might look older than they should. And so I provide that whole comprehensive cosmetic kind of services. So if you want to break it down, it's definitely a lot of skincare, a lot of Botox, a lot of fillers, lasers. But you can really achieve so much before having to go under the knife. And the thing that I really like, our women nowadays are knowing that they can do stuff to be preventative, and I really like how that's changing. Like it used to be, someone would say to me, Oh, I'm gonna wait till I'm you know 45 and, and, and do a facelift. Well, girls aren't doing that anymore, people are coming out a lot younger. To prevent that from happening, right? In right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. And again, yeah. we're going to get to the Kylie Jenner challenge in just a moment. But I want to talk to you first. You got involved with Farah Abraham and her mishap with her lips. So what was that all about? Yeah. First what was all, that all about? I've just have to say, on the record, she's such a wonderfully sweet person. I feel like now that I've gotten to know her as as an individual, Mm -hmm, I feel like all these crazy people judging her, it's like you don't really know what you are uh, dealing with when you, when you see someone on TV versus seeing them in person. She's such a sweet girl. Yeah. And I kind of give her props to all the negativity thrown her way because I would get a fraction of that from having to deal with her, and it wasn't even about me. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, oh, yeah, I absolutely know what you're saying. I get that because I'm a coach to celebrities, and sometimes, or we'll do branding and marketing. My company, Catapult Enterprises, will take mm-hmm. on a celebrity, and recently we had a very controversial client and we just revamped all of his branding and just because our company was working with him and we promoted him on our on our platform and things like that we got a lot of we got a lot of hate mail about it because he was very controversial so I understand completely what you're saying so you got to know her as a person and you feel like a lot of the negativity was your so your kind of your view of her your perception of her completely changed yeah yeah, and you know, it, it was like a it's like a it's like a lesson to me too because I didn't I didn't become friends with her. She came in because of this little mishap, and um, yeah just from that, getting to talk to her, getting to know her, the woman works hard, and she's got to do a lot, and, and I just think, wow, it's a lesson to me, because I probably would have said or thought those things, too. Right. Um, the whole teen mom crowd really isn't my demographic, but wow, they are, they can really come at these uh, these, these stars. <laughs> so I was telling, I was telling Sarah, I'm like, this is strong, I and mean, you deal with a lot of negativity, and I kind of, yeah. I kind of have, like, some admiration for how she handles it, because she, most other people have to be psychiatric, you know, care. <laughs> That. right Looking right yeah. so yeah so a lot of people saw you on tmz talking about uh, it and what yeah. were like some of the what were some of the steps in helping her and it wasn't i think everyone was really under the impression that with her lips it was an implant or something that caused this horrible swelling that made her look you know ridiculous yeah. but it actually was um it was an, a reaction allergic reaction to the anesthesia it's, correct yeah that's sort of what they're saying, um, I, I think it's still a mystery. She did not get an implant, first of all. She went in for, uh, you know, an implant, and the doctor in uh, California said that he injected her with lidocaine and that's what she became allergic to, but, you know, she's had lidocaine plenty of times before, and she's had lidocaine since and hasn't had an allergic reaction to it. So okay. we all kind of don't really know what he injected her with. It's kind okay. of like a mystery. But whatever it was, it wasn't an implant and it was something that she had a massive re- I got a massive reaction to. Right. Or and how long did it take photos. how long did it take for her swelling to go down? Probably like a full week. A full wow. week, not two. Yeah. It was pretty and it was painful and it looked painful. Yeah. Okay, so um, you were also on TMZ again and talking about, like, bullying. I know that you've really spoken out about bullying and stuff like that, and I love that you're, you know, kind of sticking up for Farah and saying she deals with a lot of negativity online and stuff. And then you also were on TMZ I, just recently, right, about the yeah, late Dr. Brandt ago. that was a friend yeah. of yours? Yeah, you know, I knew him. We were kind of in, you know, he obviously has a higher echelon, higher caliber practice because he's been doing this for years, and he's really a connoisseur of Botox. He was the number one purchaser of Botox in the world. I don't know if you know that. Wow. Um, No, I never knew that. He bought most Botox out of any doctor in the whole world, and um, he was also kind of like a pioneer of all of these fillers that have now become FDA-approved. And, um, you know, say what you want, that's a huge blessing for the rest of us because as a physician here in New York City, I'd have a lot of my patients from Paris and France and Europe fly over and wanting some of the fillers that they had, you know, that they use over there, and we don't have them here yet. So this country that's supposed to be, like, the most forwardly advanced country was so behind on all that. (laughs) He really, you know, like – we are the last person to get these amazing. So he was like a pioneer in all of this stuff, and then yeah. what happened? What happened? So did he did he commit suicide or what? What exactly happened? I'm not I'm not exactly sure what happened. Well, disclaimer: I couldn't tell you exactly okay. the reason the reason for any of that, but I can tell you because I don't know the reason. I know none of us really know why, but um, he was I had heard he had been very depressed. Mm -hmm. I don't know the reason for why, but he was feeling very depressed. And then um, some... Sort of rumblings came out that there was a character on TV on Tina Fey's show, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, that this doctor very significantly resembled, like resembled him in the way he looked, like kind of like his appearance. And they said that he got more depressed over that, but you know, he ultimately hung himself. Um, and I don't think any of us expected any of that, you know? Right, because this is a doctor. He worked with a lot of celebrities. Who were some of the celebrities that he worked with? Oh my gosh, Madonna, Stephanie Seymour. Uh, I think that if you look up any celebrity in the world, they probably went to him, to be honest with you. Wow, wow, The top top of the line. That's really sad. That's really sad. So I want to say, I'm sorry for your loss. This was a friend of yours. This is someone that obviously you looked up to. It was a pioneer and someone who blazed a trail in your industry. And I know if that was the case with me, it would be, like, really sad that that happened. So, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, personally. So I must say, you know, Tavison, we have a lot of celebrities on my show. And whenever they're on TMZ, it's kind of, like, controversial or shady or something that they really don't want to deal with. But you go on there and you're just, like, so you represent yourself with, like, the utmost professionalism. So I just want to say that's awesome. That's really awesome. Thank you. I know they they try and get you to kind of, like, say for things. Like, I know Pierce Morgan, they had had me talk about this thing he's talked about with plastic surgery. And, you know, Pierce Morgan – he, he's kind of he's a jerk he he was like oh it's like diminishing value if you go down that route you're basically guaranteed never to be happy about anything And i'm like you know what the hell does this man know about anything you know right. like, he sees a couple he, he obviously was in this bubble of hollywood where everybody's getting like procedures that the normal woman doesn't get and so he thinks that's how every doctor is and kind right. of you know for a smart man that was kind of a stupid comment And I think, you know, every doctor is different. Some doctors are really pushy and they're like, You should get this, 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 this done and then other doctors are like, Let's just do a little bit at a time and see if this works and then if it doesn't work or you don't like the results, we can get something else done. So I think In my experience yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, go ahead. In my experience, the patients can be pushy, too. Like, one of the things I have to do is I have to say no. You know, like, especially a lot of girls at younger ages that are going to get to the Kylie list, but, you know, her lips are really, she's okay. touching it yeah. younger. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about that because everyone okay. listening is dying for us to talk about it. So I yeah. want to ask you this. Dr. Muir, in your professional opinion, what has Kylie done to her lips? Filler. She's absolutely 100%, in my professional opinion, had filler done. There's no question about it. It's not lip liner. It's filler. It's an absolute filler. Um, It's something injectable, something she's put in there. Okay. So this seems to be a trend with a lot of celebrities having cosmetic procedures or plastic surgery done and not admitting to it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that's ultimately, ultimately pretty interesting for me as a physician is, you know, I know even amongst my patients, everybody uh, knows somebody, but that person won't admit it. It's very interesting how people like to keep it a secret and they are ashamed to admit it. And I don't know who they think they're kidding. It's like, if you just are honest about it, you could have a dialogue as opposed to being phony and fake and pretending that it's natural. Lips don't grow. Right. Okay. Let's talk about some of the things that are going on with this Kylie Jenner challenge. I've seen like just horrific, horrific yeah. things being done. You know, all kinds of stuff that has been a negative. And so, I want you to talk about like what What are you seeing? I'm seeing girls like, you know, they're doing this thing and they're sucking on shot glasses, and some of the shot glasses from the pressure are breaking. They're cutting their lips. They have bruising. Yeah. They have all this stuff. I mean, what? I mean, what have you seen about it? Um, well, I personally i have a woman who's a patient of mine whose daughter i think is 13 or 12 years old and did it on instagram and she actually she split her lip she was sucking into some kind of plasticky silicone device, and mm-hmm. she was sucking so hard that all of the blood vessels around her lips broke, and she mm. split the side of her lip. and And her her mother was absolutely freaking out. And then I I kind of googled it, and I'm like, I cannot believe what people are doing. And I think what they're doing is I think somebody tried doing it to maybe plump their lips up and got results, and then it just went to just a viral mania, you know? Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. insane. I mean, by the second, there's hundreds of postings about this. So here at Doctors Every Today, we love the Kardashians and the Jenners. We're not here to say anything negative about them. But with Kylie being one of the biggest stars in pop culture currently, especially with a large influence with tween and teen girls, there comes a responsibility with that type of notoriety. I mean, think about the positive influence she could be if she was more open and honest as a leader in her industry. Don't you agree Tabitha? I agree with you 100%. It's sort of like if you are just going to own up to it, you can actually be a role model or if that's a a, a stupid word saying role model, you don't want to be a role model, you didn't sign up for it. At least you can provide truth out there instead of providing falsities out there because it's what people don't know that can hurt them. Okay, and let's say this, too. Every teenager is going through growing pains, you know? I mean, this is a girl who, and I've always thought she's so adorable as a child, but she's grown up in front of the camera. Her parents Mm -hmm. are recently divorced. We have Mm -hmm. this, you know, huge interview with Bruce Jenner that's about to be dropped with Diane Sawyer. Who knows what what kind of pressure and what kind of, you know, effect that has on a kid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, Kylie is going through a lot too, but she's a very poised, beautiful girl. And I just think that it would be so powerful for her because there's a lot of kids that don't have the financial opportunities or the resources to get the things done that she's able to get done. So I think it'd be so powerful for her to be honest. And I don't know if you agree with this, but I think everyone listening should flip the script and do a Kylie Jenner truth challenge and encourage Kylie to come clean and be honest. What do you think? I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, that's a very good, uh, kind of challenge because if we kind of knew exactly what was being done or you know if when she's asked to do it do you remember when Ashley Simpson had her nose done and somebody asked her and her response was maybe I did maybe I didn't yeah. what, if she had just said, what if she had just said yeah so what you know when back in the day when Madonna got busted for her um, new photos her response was genius like so what and that's yeah. how I feel. If, if more girls would say, so what? It wouldn't be such a stigma. It wouldn't right. be such a shameful thing. And I, I'm not telling you any 13-year-old girl would ever be allowed to get lip injections in my office, but at least they know that that's not something that's achieved through these crazy methods that go viral. Right, right. okay. And so if a girl does want to get her lips injected safely under the care of a physician like yourself, what mm-hmm. could, should she expect to spend? What is the, the cost? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I'm in New York City, and I don't know what it's going to be in the rest of America. But, you know, you're not going to be able to, first of all, go to a, a real position, a licensed position, none of these um, cost-cutting ways. If it's out of somebody's apartment, it's not safe. If it's in a hotel room, it's not <laughs> yeah. safe. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but people go for cheaper, yeah. and they get what they pay for, you know? Right. So that's why when I say cost, you want to think about something around five hundred dollars going to be a reasonable starting cost for this sort of thing if you're looking for bargains and if you're looking for a cheaper discounted value, I'm telling you you don't know what they're injecting into you right so um, how so if they do come in and it's done safely and if you know under physicians' care what how often do they need to get the injections redone in order to maintain the pouty lip look? Right, so there are different types of fillers. There's not just one type. There's not just one size fits all. And all of these different fillers last different amounts of time, anywhere from three months to a year. And obviously the price varies anywhere from $500 to $1,000. The ones that are the higher end ones, you probably have to retouch once a year. Um, But there are different types out there, and it's not a one size fits all thing. Okay. So a lot of our shows could be very controversial. So we're geared towards 18 and up. But when our (laughs) listeners found out that you were coming on and, you know, this whole Kylie Jenner challenge and everything, we got so many multiples of questions. And one of the questions was, does a girl under 18 need to have parental cassette in order to get lip injections? In order to get any medical procedure when you're under 18, you need parental consent or a guardian consent. So, yeah, it's considered a medical procedure, and it's not like going into a spa for a facial. So anyone under 18 does need um, consent. Okay. All right. Yeah. What are, and Dr. Tavis Amir, I want you to really Um, Dig deep on this one because I know there's a lot of girls listening that probably are embarrassed and are suffering um, from, you know, broken blood vessels in their lips, bruising, loss of sensation, cuts, things like that from doing the Kylie Jenner challenge. So what are some of the remedies that you would um, suggest? You know, it's definitely not a good idea to do it ever again. Um, broken blood vessels, like, you know, like snap pop blood vessels are kind of like similar to when you get like, you know, like this, um, like a bruise anywhere else on your body. So you basically bruise the entire lip area. And something like Arnica, you know, you can buy this. It's called Arnica and they're mm-hmm. little pills. And you can buy them in Whole Foods and like GNC, Vitamin Shop. And those really help speed um, up the healing process. And um, if you have cuts and things like that, assuming they're very superficial and they're not like your lips lips, neosporin is a great thing. Um, And you don't want to irritate and scrub or anything like that because not only people have had um, cut lips, they oh. also had just like the lip peel off their skin like snake skin you know mm. so you don't want to be peeling any of that okay i'm of- really i'm familiar with arnica and um yeah. it's also like a gel like you can get in a gel too but that's not what they want they don't no. want to put that on their lips. So no, just to be gel. clear, because, the you know, the gel yeah. is really good for, like, muscle relief and all kinds of healing yeah. stuff, and it really helps a lot. I mean, it's amazing. But it also comes in pill form, and that's what you're talking about, to get the pill yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You want to get the pill form because this isn't, like, it's arnica gel and that sort of thing is good for muscle pains or yeah. post-workout. That This is more for helping the bruising and like Okay, and then what would you say? Would you say ice, like to ice for, like, swelling and stuff? Yeah, you can. I guess the problem with icing is, in fact, I would say don't ice it because when you pop your blood vessels like that and you're having lots of sensation, sometimes when you put that ice on it, the ice can press into the lip and you might not feel it and you can mm-hmm. actually get, like, freezer burn, I guess, what's the word, just like wind, like just yeah. the, like, the ice itself can irritate the skin. So I would just, you know, maybe um, get like a washcloth, if in some ice cold water mm-hmm. and use that instead, instead of using ice. Okay. And then so neosporin for the cuts and the bruising is going to, you know, it's going to take a little while to go away. Any kind of, yeah. what if they have an extensive loss of sensation? What if the sensation in your lips doesn't come back after, you know, a couple days? That's not likely, um okay really you really uh have to be a doctor at that point because if the is not coming back I mean you uh accomplished nerve damage, and um it's not really likely that that could happen. I mean you really have to go to town I mean you'd have to use a vacuum cleaner or something like that on your lips. okay, but, um, and then what about yeah. what would you say about like vitamin E? Somebody wrote in and asked about vitamin E oil would that help that doesn't that doesn't do much for um for
0: any um,
1: kind of issues. All vitamin E does is moisturize. You actually had somebody call you or I write in about vitamin E for that. That's crazy. Those people yeah. are really this. somebody wrote <laughs> in and asked, would vitamin E it. oil be good for um, swelling and broken blood vessels? And I was just like, yeah. yeah. I know it's good for, like, burns and stuff, but I didn't think it yeah. would be good for this. So the, Arna, the Arnica, Arnica pills. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Arnica pills. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. Okay, yeah, of course. so going on to celebrities and having a lot of different procedures done, Um, Cosmetic Mm -hmm. procedures, plastic surgeries And, you know, something that's really popular right now And I'm sure that you're aware of it Is, you know, breast implants have been around forever You know, but now, Mm -hmm. you know, ass implants But, you know, aesthetics in the ass So how popular do you think this is? Or do you think it's mostly in some type of injections? Girl, this is the most rapidly increasing surgical procedure of late I don't know what it is. I don't when this world became like all about the booty, but it is the number one fastest growing procedure requested for and perform. You know what's hilarious to me is that a lot of older men, so I'm the confidential coach to celebrities, and I have a lot of powerful, um, you know, just really, like, high-profile men as clients, and Uh of course, most of the people that can afford me, they're they're guys, like, in their 40s, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. anywhere from 35 to 50, I would say. So it's so funny, because with my show, my demographic is, like, girls, like, Mm -hmm. young girls, so, like, up to, like, about 25, and then I have guys, like, 18 to 40 that listen to my show, but with my business, my demographic is really men, like either professional athletes or CEOs of companies or powerful men. And a lot of the older guys, like they totally are not into the big asses. You know what I mean? But then the younger guys, of course, it's like the biggest thing. And I'm happy because I'm Greek and Italian. I got a booty, so <laughs> I'm happy. Like my ass is in style. Like I loved uh-huh. it even when I was younger. Yeah. But and there was like it was more of a, it was more of an electric choice. Like some guys were like, "Ooh, damn that ass," and then other guys were like, "Oh wow, her ass is kind of big." You know what I mean? But now it's like in style, so it's cool. But it's funny to me because the older generation, like. It wasn't about that ass It wasn't about having a big ass And now you're right It's like I mean It was like Kind of sort of Like you know I did a lot of work As an agent In the hip hop R&B and rap industry So it was kind of Sort of there But now it's so mainstream And like everyone Wants to have an ass And there's all these You know There's all these white girls, sorry, like, you know, they look like Miley Cyrus, but they want to have a ass like, you know, like Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? So it's right. so funny. So tell me what you're seeing because it cracks me up. It's hilarious. So you're seeing it's the fastest growing, like, procedure that you've seen. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people that I, I'm around that are – in that whole reality show industry, myself included, and I get invited to events, and I have to tell you the funniest thing. I was talking to this one girl, and I think her booty was, like, touching the back of my leg, just unacted, realized she was doing it. She couldn't even feel what was going on back there. And I, I, I don't know. Some <laughs> people are getting injections, a lot of, like, the fat transfer where they take it out of their belly and put it into their backside, a lot of solid implants. So there are really three things you can do. Injections. Um, Fat transfer, where they take the fat, like say, out of your belly, spin it down, and inject it to your backside, or solid implants. And um, those are the three things that everybody's doing. And. I'm seeing it. it's everywhere. Like everywhere I turn, someone's got a booty. It's all over Instagram. Okay, insurance. so you're you're you know? seeing three things: injections, um, or fat procedures. transfer, or implants. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, those are those are the three. Yeah, those are those Now three with implants, together. where is the scar? Where would they actually put the implant in? Is it on the bottom of the ass? Is it? No, like- no, it's through the crack. <laughs> you're kidding me. Well, well, how else are you not going to see it? Um, so it's on. So they actually go in your ass crack and cut along your ass crack, and they're sticking in the implants fun. that way. That's one way to do it. Yep. Wow. I it fun, but think about it. How I'm are you sorry. I just I just like <laughs> had this visual of all these women trying to go potty after that. They must like not eat for a while, so it's all liquid or something. Because that would be like very painful. Very it's, painful. Very painful. it's very painful whether you get injections and fat and this, that, the other. It's, it's not fun. Um, you know, the injections, I think about it. That's where you're sitting, and um, it doesn't yeah. matter what message you get. It's not fun. It's not a fun recovery process. So are you um, ladies you know, sleeping on your tummies? Whoop, It's <laughs> you know, a lot. Some, yeah. some really, really bad ones, like where people do, like, to tourism, medical tourism, and they'll go to, like, other countries, especially South American countries, mm-hmm. and they'll get yeah. it. You know, like, the what, what is that area where the booty ends and the top of the thigh begins in the back of your leg, that little crevice there? Yeah, yeah. You can tell it's a really bad surgery when they've gotten those, like, right. Like did relief. you see the video that was going around all over the Internet of the girl yes, who her ass pl- implant, like, flipped around in well, her it ass? All, it wasn't an ass implant. She got breast implants put in her booty. Oh, okay. So All I know, All I know is yeah. I remember this chick. She was like in yeah. red or something, and the ass, whatever was in her ass, it it was round, and then she could flip it over with her hand, and then it was flat on one side. Well, Think about it. Like, how big is your butt? You know, how big is like the size of your butt? How big you want it to be compared to like the average large breast? Right. So what happened is, whomever she went to was some kind of. I think I I remember the video vividly because I was getting so many calls about it. Yeah. That was the wrong kind of implant. Like gluteal implants aren't round. They don't flip. They are, you know, they they are shaped like the booty. What she had done was put somebody put the breast type of implant into her backside. (laughs) And you know, her probably her natural butt was bigger than the implant, so there's a lot of room in there for it to move around. Crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. crazy. That's absolutely crazy. If someone listening is like, because you've even mentioned to me, like off the air, off record, mm-hmm. of celebrities who you're like, they definitely had to have some plans. They definitely, mm-hmm. you know, this is going on. So what? Um, so if there is someone listening and they absolutely are like, Doki Jackie, I want it now, and they want to get something done to their ass, what do you think is the safest method? Implants. Implant. Implants. Implants or, or fat transfer, yeah. Okay. Um, both are good. I mean, with fat transfer, you don't know how much of that fat's going to take. Like, what? let me explain what that means. Like, say, for example, you want to get um, fat transferred into your butt. Most of the time you want a flatter belly. You can kind of, you do the lipos to harvest the fat in the, in the belly. You spin it down. Um, what that means is you make it kind of homogeneous, meaning it's like one consistency instead of like, you know, lumpy, And So Mm -hmm. you inject that, and and part of it takes, part of it doesn't take. So that's safe as well, and and implants are safe. Um, And I wouldn't recommend injecting foreign substances into your butt because, you know, like, it it doesn't feel soft. Wait, did you see that one photo of Nicki Minaj when she's sitting on that chair and doing some sort of dance with her legs up, and you could kind of see something not looking so normal on her butt? It it looked like you could see the entire implant. (laughs) No, I have not seen that. But, like, I got to give mad props to her. Like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like she gets a lot of, like, negative stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think she's a strong-ass bitch. And I just – I think she's a badass. Like, I love her. And you know what? Whatever she's doing is working. So keep them implants. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do whatever you got to do because she's Nikki. You know what I mean? So it's, like, different. But what upsets me and what worries me is, like, these, you know, um, more – like, I live in a pretty, you know, wealthy area, and there's a lot of teenagers. There's a lot of there's a lot of younger people who want to go and get things done. And I think, like you said, oh, let's go on a trip and let's go to Brazil or let's go here or let's go there. And they come back and they have these horrible boss jobs, you know. And it's just it's sad that there are so mm-hmm. many people that don't take the time. You know, um, I know you're probably aware of who Justin Jessica is, right, the guy, the mm-hmm. human candidate guy yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about well i've totally he's friend, yeah um, he's a friend of mine he's on my team of catapult celebrity coaches catapult dot com it's k a t a p u l t e n t dot com and you could check out justin and justin does um he like will advise people on the best doctors and what to do, and even though this guy has had so many surgeries i've lost count I think the last time I talked to him, it was like over hundred and seventy five so he He's had so many procedures and surgeries, but he really takes the time to do the research of what he's going to do. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that people need to contact people like you to really find out what are the best choices. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, yes. what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back we're going to answer your questions with Dr. tabasamir
0: Are you a leader in your industry? A high-performance male on the cutting edge of business, sports, or entertainment with no one you can trust to talk to about relationship, financial, or career issues? Dr. Zoe has been a confidant to men just like you for over a decade. Get this secret weapon in your corner and become one of her VIP clients today. Go to catapultent.com. That's katapulten tcom Or call 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. That's 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE.
1: Okay, if you have a question about love, sex, or relationships, you could submit it right on the Dr. Zoe Today app. And you can just click on Ask Dr. Zoe or go to drzoetoday.com. Tabitha, are you ready to answer some of these questions from the listeners? This is my favorite part. (laughs) Okay, we got a ton of them, so I'm just going to do as Uh many as we can. Okay, Okay. Missy, Missy wrote in. She said, I did the Kylie Jenner challenge, and now I have dark bruises all around my mouth. I have a date this weekend, and my makeup doesn't cover it. What can I do to hide it or, better yet, make it go away? Okay, so this is actually kind of interesting for everyone listening. decided to treat lots of bruising out there. What you want to do is go and get the Arnica pills, get them as soon as possible, and start taking them as soon as possible. Um, try and get an orange-based concealer because that will cover the blue. And use like an orange-based concealer underneath a very heavy, high-coverage, um, you know, uh, uh, foundation, and, uh, and that's really all you can do. It's really a matter of time and covering, and probably not a good idea to kiss this weekend. I guess he's gonna have to wait for the second date. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, good advice, good advice. Amy wrote in, she put, Do you have tips for vaginal skin? There's plenty of information and resources for our faces, but vaginas are important too. So, I'll you know, for me personally, I feel like it's so important for you to stay away from anything that's fragrance, like anything mm-hmm. that has any kind of fragrance in it. stay away from it. All these over the counter stuff I really don't believe in douching. I think that it's completely will mess up your perfect balance if you do your vagina can heal itself it's very very healthy but if you absolutely want to put something on it for me and tavison you can you know i want you to answer this question too but i mm-hmm. think like coconut oil you know a little bit of like tea tree oil in your bath um, or like plain yogurt maybe if you're having some kind of like a little suction or something but aside from that anything perfumed Anything over-the-counter is probably, like, not good. All this, like, Summer's Eve, oh, this, oh, I have a Fresh Vagina commercial and the ladies are walking around. Like, no, that stuff is going to mess up your perfect pH balance. What do you think, Tavison? Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not quite sure what you meant by vagina skin, um, like the skin around. Um, I wouldn't recommend putting anything on any of it because, um, you know, if, if you have a lot of oil glands there, and if you start putting moisturizers and stuff down there, then you're going to start getting clogged pores in places where you don't want to get clogged pores, you know. A gentle soap is as good as anything, like even like some of these baby washes, just clean. You want to keep it dry. You don't want songs on You know, because you you need that air to breathe. Like, if you can sleep commando, that's the best thing, you know? Um, Uh, Absolutely. And and bubble baths are bad. They're just not a good idea. They can cause yeast infections. So, anything that, like, and another really big cause of something that I know this is like whatever a gross topic, but just extraordinary itchiness. If you go to the gym and you are going to the spin class or soul cycle class and you're (laughs) extra sweaty, you know what I mean? get, get, out of, get out of those clothes. It's right, possible. right. Like, you know, I see girls in New York. They go to these classes and they're brunching afterwards. They've got their, you know, their sweatpants on the whole day. That's not good for your right. lady bits. So right. get out of those and get into some dry clothes, yeah. I live in a tropical area, and so we oh. have beaches and pools. I have a pool and stuff. And it's so important to get out of your wet clothes as well. Yes. And another thing is, too, is, and I tell girls this all the time, only wear lace and silk when you're looking sexy and get it off but don't wear it day to day always wear cotton panties day to day Mm -hmm. it'll keep you a lot more aired out and fresh and clean definitely okay Brad writes in he put I love all the different types of women I love all different types of women but Dr. Zoe what do you and Dr. Tavison think about society's ideal image for women Side gaps, big butts, tiny waist, and large boobs isn't possible to obtain without surgery or Photoshop, is it? (laughs) He's got a great question. I personally, my ideal, I still like... And don't hate me for this. I still like the skinny supermodel. Not like the, like, I like the Cindy Crawford days. You know, like, they were healthy, but they were thin. Yeah. Well, now now women are looking like, I'm not talking like the twiggy, but I'm talking like the healthy, like the Linda Van the Claudia Schiffer. They had. Well, Cindy Crawford was not, she wasn't like skinny skinny like looked malnourished do you know what I mean no like she was healthy looking yeah she was definitely healthy looking you know like Claudia Schiffer and even even Giselle like Giselle's body is flawless but you can tell when you look at Giselle's body that she gets it from eating well and working out she doesn't have like the pale anemic kind of body you know like the heroin chic so the answer to this question is I think Every one of us should have our own idea of what's beautiful Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. I think you shouldn't fat shame just like you shouldn't skinny shame just like you shouldn't I have no ass shame. Um, But it's getting ridiculous. People are like losing touch with what's real and that is not attainable. Um, And also it's a fad. What's cool today is not necessarily going to be the case in 15 years. That's very true. And what's cool in pop culture isn't necessarily what's cool on the runways. I mean, you know, I mean, if you look at that, there's a huge difference there. I mean, in pop culture, yeah. you know, and what's on, what you see on the runways is there's a, you know, there's a different, it's a totally different demographic there. So, you know, I agree. And, Brad, I think it's great that you love all types of women. Yeah. Stay open to that. And I agree with what you said. The fads change. Things change. Mm-hmm. Okay, Katrina wants to know how Dr. Mira keeps her hair. Are so glamorous. All right, so my culture, first of all I have good good jeans which everybody loves to, you know, like say you can't ever discount that. But I actually really take care of my ends of my hair with hair oils. Um I you know, our culture, I'm Indian background, Kashmiri from, you know, Indian occupied Kashmir. We're really into our oils. And for example, I love like slathering like really pure organic coconut oil on the ends of my hair and wrapping my hair in a bun and sleeping on it overnight. I really am into that. It's why I not kind of don't have any break It's despite the fact that I color my hair and I, I curl my hair. I just think that once it leaves your head, the hair is dead. You can't ever bring it back to life. All you can do is maintain it. And if you have hair that's 6 inches long or 12 inches long, the tips of that hair can be as much as a year or two old. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, so you absolutely. So should... You should yeah, get some natural hair oils and just kind of give yourself a really luxurious once-a-week-at-the-end treatment. And, um, yes. and, that's it. and organic coconut oil is good for a lot of things. So it's like, it's, not... it's everything. You, know, you, <laughs> yeah. can, you can take your makeup off and put it on the ends of your hair. You can eat it. It's amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Caitlin wrote in, she put, I saw Talbison's interview with TMZ on Sarah Abraham, and I'm wondering, how did she fix her lips? Also, is she still able to get injections after that? Well, um, this is a very interesting question. Yes, um, I, I was able to help her because I was pretty much on the phone with her and texting with her. I was in New York. She was in California, and you know she went to the emergency room, and it was a lot of me talking to her, her talking to the physician, on spot there, to make sure she was getting the correct medication. She needed something very strong to help reduce that inflammation right away because when you're having an allergic reaction, it could get bigger and bigger. And believe it or not, had she not done anything, her lips could have gotten even more swollen. Even her entire face could have swelled up. So... I kept in touch with her via phone, via, you know, so that she was getting the right treatment, and she was cool. texting me back and letting me know what was going on. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. She Adam- can still get. She can still get injections. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Adam wrote in, she put, oh, he. Sorry, Adam. (laughs) That's like Tabitha called me sir in the beginning of the show. I know, exactly. (laughs) I don't have a penis. I only have a little tiny one. It's called a clit. Anyway, Adam um, wrote in and he put, I first heard about Tabitha on The Singles Project, and I'm so excited for her to be on your show, Dr. Zoe. She seems very focused on her career. My question is, does she really want to be in a relationship? I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, but um, no, I, I just, love you. I, I love when people are just honest. <laughs> I just don't think I do. You know what it is? I I want to find the right man, and I have in my head this dream of what he's going to be like, and maybe that's screwing everything up. But the the bottom line is, I have a lot to offer, and I am I'm a very strong person, but I have a very soft heart. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to give that to just anyone. You know, like, um, I want him to be, you know, for sure I have to be attracted to him, but I want him to be successful and funny and witty and, you know, like all of these things (laughs) that I think are really – you know? Sounds um, <laughs> like I could just make a carbon copy of what you just said. It's like, okay, yeah. copy that. Exactly. Okay. I think that with a lot of strong women that are successful, it's really difficult to, um, you know, it's either they're if they're wealthy and successful, usually they're way older than us, and so we're not mm-hmm. going to be attracted to them. Or the younger guys, they just haven't accomplished you know, younger guys, I mean, you look great for your age, I look great for my age, and a lot of guys in their 20s are, let's face it, attracted to us. So what happens mm-hmm. is, is, like, these guys, they haven't accomplished enough, or they might be funny, but they can't hold our, our like, um, intellectually, they can't hold our, yeah. uh, you know, hold our attention. Yeah. And so it's difficult. It is really difficult. And I think, though, are you dating, Tavison? Are you are you going on dates at all or not really? I'm very selective about uh, who I'm going to go on a date with. Let me put it that way. And you know, like if I, it, 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 yeah, that's all I have to say about that. If I feel like I, if I feel like I'm in a room and I see someone there who catches my attention, you can be damn sure I'm going to walk up to them and strike up a conversation. So it's not like I'm waiting for somebody to come to me. I know right. that it's it's a two way street, especially nowadays. But I just haven't met anybody that has really sparked my interest, but I know that right. sounds terrible. But it's the fact. It's not terrible, but you're the most important thing is that you are self fulfilled and happy. And are you? Yeah. That's the I most sure interesting thing. Yes, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you meet someone and have someone in your life to share with. It's obviously better. I would definitely think it would be better, but I'm not going to, you know, play the violin. What settle. It I yeah, and you don't yeah. want to settle. Yeah, I mean, who Girl, wants love- to settle? Right. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so Vince wrote in. He put, I'm 35 and I'm currently living in New York and recently decided to use a matchmaker service. I'm getting mm-hmm. set up on blind dates and a lot mm-hmm. of women are unattractive. Dr. Zoe, how do I become more open to getting to know someone not just based off their looks? Well, you know, it depends. It Like the conversation that I'm having right here with Dr. Tavis Amir, it depends on how much you're really wanting, Vince, a relationship, yeah. how important it is to you. And I always encourage people to be completely self-fulfilled and have self-love before you try to be in a relationship. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love someone else the healthy way. So, Vince, mm-hmm. if you're really wanting that, then instead of just like walking into these blind dates, which, you know, I mean, Tabitha, you know more about that than I I I haven't gone on a lot of blind dates. But, I mean, with the singles project, you had to go on blind dates. I had post-traumatic stress disorder after that. Like, I did not want to go on a date for months after that. I felt like I was being videotaped every single time. It was just... I think I am still recovering from that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I would say just sit down, be open, listen to her, really listen, be a good listener, see if there's some kind of chemistry, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you know, like, all of that stuff matters, too. So when we're attracted to someone, just you have to have mm-hmm. chemistry with them, looks-wise, yeah. but just be open to talking to them. You don't know. Maybe their intelligence is going to turn you on, you know, maybe something else. But I would be open to it, but let's face it. When we're attracted to someone physically, you can't fake chemistry. So if you're just plain old out, not attracted to them, then Vince, I say, you know, move on and next, next, next. Next. May- May I just say something here because I'm coming from a place of experience a little bit? I think you tell that matchmaker, honey, or or sir, whatever the heck, this is who I want. I want somebody that kind of is X amount, you know, this is kind of my type. And, you know, because I've been in situations, obviously, where people will throw things at you because it seems like they want to try and get you out on dates hoping that something will stick. But after, you know, after, a dozen of these, you got to, come on, listen, this is not working for me. you got to pull right. in your database and maybe try and get me someone who you think is going to uh, be a fit um, because it's, it's a lot uh, to go through. Uh, how, who has all these evenings free for bad days? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anonymous writes in, someone anonymous says, I want to have my boobs done, but I want to have kids, and I'm concerned I wouldn't be able to breastfeed. Should I wait? And are implants the only way to get larger breasts? I'm gonna let you get that. Um, so you can still breastfeed even with implants. That's not uh, that's not um, at all a problem. You just need to make sure you discuss this with your physician. You can do uh, place the implants under the muscle, and things like that, and even still breastfeed. I don't know why people think you can't. I think that's kind of a myth that you can't. Mm-hmm. But um, there are definitely ways to do it. Implants are the only way to get implants are the only way to get longer-term fullness like they have these weird pumping devices like there's a company <laughs> called prop, yeah they really do there's a company called uh, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry like, I know I know a guy that had a penis pump years ago yeah. and it was actually he's a famous publicist now and you know who the fuck you are <laughs> 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 this guy like oh, no. he worked for me back in the late 90s when I was in the entertainment industry he worked for me and whatever I introduced him to tons of people and taught him everything he knows he, We were friends for years and years, but then he had like a little taste of success and I don't know, I've done some really shady stuff. But the funny thing is, is that he had a penis pump and mm-hmm. he used to use the penis pump before he would go on dates. And I would be like, and he's like, I'm not going to put a sock in my pants or anything like that. I'm going to use this penis pump. So there's actually breast pumps, not just for, pre- for pumping milk. There's breast pumps to make your boobs bigger. No, there's only one, and I'm okay. not sure if it's worth the stress because it's um it's a company called Rava or Bravia. You have to wear this thing 12 hours a day for months to get a little bit of fullness, mm. and I'm not sure it's worth it because the pump, the whole mechanism. They came to my office once to try and get they wanted a physician to sell it, and mm. let me tell you something. This thing, these, there are these huge, heavy silicone like um, clamshell-type devices that are attached to a little pump, and mm. um, and then you have to wear this massive sports bra over it, and you look like you're going to like tip over. Um, I'm not sure that's worth it. I think that if you're interested in getting implants, that's the only way to go. There's, there's not recommended to get fat injections into your... Um, you know, if people like like to put filler in weird places, including their breasts, and you can get real significant problems for that. And it can make it easier, harder, harder for you to get mammograms and diagnose breast cancer lumps. So mm-hmm. you want to yeah. go for an implant or or nothing. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for my big boobs. (laughs) But you know what? When I get older, I might want to get, like, a lift or, you know, who knows? I'm never against anything. Okay. Samantha wrote in. She put, I listened to Dr. Zoe talk about having confidence, being sexy, uh, having confidence, being sexy, but I'm hoping Dr. Tabison can help me because I'm really insecure about my acne. I'm 18 years old. What's the best thing I could do to get rid of my acne? I think the best thing she could do is go to a dermatologist. Let me tell you why. I had acne when I was younger, too. Like, I, I had perfectly clear skin, get to college, and all of a sudden I break out like a like a crazy. And it really is um, the, it's the thing everybody's looking at is your skin. And you meet a cute guy, you're in class, you're meeting people for the first time, and you think that all they're doing is looking at your acne. And, unfortunately, you can go to the drugstores and piecemeal kind of what you think you want to get, but there's nothing better than if it's really bad, going to a doctor, getting on the right medications, getting it sorted out, and it's worth everything. And um, I, it's like a mental kind of um, release that somebody's helping you and you're seeing significant improvement. Yeah, right, because absolutely. acne doesn't really go away. Like, I've got women who are in their 40s and early 50s who are breaking out. So you mm. really need to... And the thing is people go and they'll buy the, like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then they get so frustrated after a couple of years and nothing's working. So mm. just go right now and get it sorted by by the right, the right dermatologist. Right. I think that's great advice. Um, yeah. Jill wrote in, she put, I want to make the right choice for my forehead and smile lines. Which is safer, Juvederm or Botox? Well, it's not that one is safer than the other. They're both amazing. It's just that, People don't know the differences between what each can accomplish. Um, the forehead—if you're getting wrinkles from your muscle expression—then you need to get Botox because you can put filler in, but then the muscle's still moving, and that will move the filler around. So, and smile lines—I'm I'm not sure what that means—like between around the mouth, that could be a filler situation. So, it's—they're it, it, both incredibly safe. They're the number one and two procedures in the entire country of whatever people get done every day. It's it's just about getting the right thing done for you, and both are safe. But one sounds like it's great for the forehead, which is the Botox, and the other one's great for um, around the smile lines of b Jupiter. And keep in mind that if you're, you know, at a certain point in your life where you're not seeing significant wrinkles, the Botox can actually prevent those wrinkles from getting deeper. Wow, you know, so actually, yeah. so that's why a lot of young girls are getting Botox, and I'm always like, what? Like, I can't believe when I hear somebody like 18 to 25 getting Botox, but you think that that's a good thing, and that's normal. Well, it's, I don't it, really, It's I preventative? Don't, I, is it preventative, yeah. or? Yeah, okay. it is preventative. 18 is a little young. Um unless you're, like, a supermodel or I have those girls coming in. But, you know, if you're 25 years old and you live in Florida and you're, you're in the sun all the time and you're starting to notice that you've got those 11s between your brows and that when you're, like, a good a good thing is, like, when you wake up in the morning, supposed to have slept all night and have a nice, calm, rested face, if you're still seeing wrinkles at rest, that is a very good indication that it's time to start Botox because those lines are only going to get deeper every single day of every single year. Okay. Okay. That's good advice. That's really good advice. Okay. Gabriel, I've made not one, but three stupid decisions when I was drunk and have some really bad tattoos. What's the best tattoo removal process? There really is only one, and you have to go to the right position to do it. Um, they're just lasers. That's the only thing. And um, the there's there's different types of lasers, but there's really all, they're all under one category. It's like an IPL kind of. And um, it depends on how dark those tattoos are. But mm. there really is only one way to remove those kinds of lasers, those kinds of ca- tattoos, and it is with a laser. And that's usually done through a dermatologist or a you know, physician's office. So when you do call... Um, Your doctor just asks them if they have tattoo removal lasers, and um, it's not like they make a ton of different types. It's really just one main type. Okay. All right, Rachel wrote in. She put, I'm 20, and I recently went on a date with a guy the same age as me. He's really nice and funny. We had a great time, but at the end of the date, he told me, he's not just saving his virginity, but also his first kiss for his future wife. I've already had some experiences, and I think this is a little extreme, but I do really like him. Other than that, what's your opinion on this? I would say, Rachel, um, you know, probably it might be religion. It might be like it sounds like it might be like a religious preference, um, maybe the way that he was raised. So you got to respect the way that he was raised. It is kind of odd this day and age, but I mean, let's look at it this way. It could the usually it's the other extreme. So if you really do like him then I would I would I wouldn't break up with him or not see him because of it. I would just explore it and see what happens. Um if you really like him. It is a little extreme, but hey everybody's, you know, entitled to their individualism and at least it's not the other way around. At least he's not a total dog, you know. So what would you yeah. say? Tabitha what would yeah, you say? Yeah, I think that there's something to be said about waiting a little bit, you know, like yeah. just taking your time and you know, I think it's kind of nice. So you know, if, okay. If you the want, next, it, yeah. The next one is for you. I want to get to. We got a couple more, and we don't have that much time left. So I want to get to a couple more. Ashley, I just turned thirty, and I want to be sure I'm keeping my skin healthy. I'm currently using Olay face wash and Regenerous cream. I mm-hmm. hope I'm saying that right. I know I need to make a change to something better. What would Doctor Muir recommend? Uh, first and foremost, sunblock every single day for for no matter what. I really like the La Roche ones. Um, they sell them here in our in our drug stores now. They used to only be available overseas, and I used to hoard them when I would go over to Paris, but now they're available here. And so if anyone out there is listening, you know what you can do every single day, every single morning is get a great sunblock that moisturizes your skin, whether your skin is really dry or really oily. That's the number one thing she could do because you can use all of the the, the moisturizing creams on the planet if you're not protecting your skin from the environmental damage, it's just a downhill battle from there. It's just never going to be enough for you. All of these creams in the world will not fix damaged skin. Okay. Anonymous, another anonymous writer wrote in and put, I'm a professional athlete, you're probably one of my clients, who had a football (laughs) injury last season and caused me to have surgery that left a scar. I want to know what Tavisyn would suggest I put on it. There's these great, like, um, Maderma and these silicone yes. sheets. I love those. And mm-hmm. also keeping it out of, like, the elements. Like, if you are laying out in the sun, that scar gets thicker and darker and tighter. I really mm-hmm. like those silicone sheets. I think that regardless of how old it is, as long as they're not actively having stitches in it, even if they're a year or two or three old, they work really well. Um, and they have the gels and they have the sheets. And they're both, I think that would be a great option for him. Okay, so you said Mederma and then what was the other thing? Silicone. I would I know Mederma by name, but they're just silicone sheets. You get mm-hmm. them in the um in the drugstore. They're usually next to the Medermas and such and um you can get generic, you can get name brand, but they're made by companies like Curad and Band-Aid. They make them for scars. Okay, to protect them from the sun. That's a really good and idea. And the, the silicone for whatever, yes, yeah, the silicone in the sheets, um, for some whatever reason, helps the scar. And we actually, as doctors, still don't really know why. We just know that it does. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. another anonymous question. I'm a man, but I like to keep myself looking great. I know that there's a lot of ladies doing anal bleaching. Is it safe, and is it a procedure, or is there a cream I can buy to do the same? Well, I know for a fact that there is a cream you can buy, <laughs> but I'm going to let Tabitha say what else. And you can Google it on the Internet, and there's a cream that's like $40, and it's I don't know. You know, I would definitely look into, you know, what's in the product before you use it it definitely. But I think it's, you know, interesting that he's asking us. What would you say, Tabison? I don't know what cream um, you're talking about. I have to Google it myself. But, you know, that area is not the same as the skin on the rest of your body. It's a completely different type of skin. It's called mucosa. It's like the skin of your lips. You know what I'm saying? It's like Mm -hmm. similar to that. And Mm -hmm. traditional over-the-counter medications are not going to work in that area and can cause really severe irritation. And you do not want that area irritated. So uh, you know, like I said, this is something you should really go to a physician about because when they when it is bleached, it's not done with creams that you apply every day, it's done with a, a bleach, a bleaching type product. Um so I would recommend that. I I think save yourself the trouble of trying to do it at home and, and uh causing a whole lot of irritation and lack of results. Just go to talk to somebody. Yeah but you don't do that yeah. in your office, right? <laughs> I I don't, no. <laughs> okay. All right, to before we go, let all my listeners one more time where they can keep up with you and everything that's going on with your career and your amazing practice in New York. Thank you so much. Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at the handle Tabitha.com. Which is my name, T-A-B-A-S-U-M, and that's where I will be keeping you all up to date with everything that's going on, especially with the next show. Yeah, and you're gonna come back on here and talk about the next show, right? So as yes soon you as you- will. <laughs> Yes, as soon as she locks it down and we know what's gonna happen, she'll be back on, Dr. Zoe, today. And thank you so much for being on the show, and We love you, thank Dr. You. Mir. Thank you and so much. One, one last thing. Dr. Mir has her own skin line care as well. So, what yeah. website can they go to to get your amazing products? I'm on mirskin.com, which is my first name with skin, M I R S K I N dot com. Everything's there, and it's, they're pretty fantastic. Okay, awesome. Everybody, tune in next week for more real, raw, relevant information about love, sex, and relationships.